Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. Well, more than 61% of the world's population lives in countries where religious freedom is not respected, according to a just-released worldwide report. The biennial Religious Freedom in the World report is published by the international Catholic charity Aid to the Church in Need International. Their Australian National Director, Bernard Tatunji, says the report is an important document, especially at a time when the topic of religious freedom is being discussed, not just around the world, but of course right here in Australia. Bernard, welcome to Open House. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Look, just before we talk about this uh, report, it's worth noting that your own family found refuge in Australia some generations ago, but like so many people, so many of our families in this country, you came here and you um, have become a significant part of the Australian community. But fleeing persecution was the was the uh, pointy end of that stick. That's correct. My grandfather was born in Aleppo in Syria, uh, but then they left there because of uh, persecution. My father was born in Egypt. They lived around the Middle East and they came out here in the 70s, so I'm the first generation Australian. So, yeah, it's, uh, we have certainly found refuge here and made this place this place our own. Does that make this work that you do, looking at religious persecution around the world, a little more personal for you? It does, from that perspective. Even though um, I am a little far removed from my grandfather, I do sense that connection to the Middle East. And My father and mother were there recently looking at what used to remain of their home and the towns he he occupied. So it does. It's a, it's a fantastic work and it's an honour to be able to um, do what we can to stand up for those who are persecuted, suffering and oppressed mm. in so many places around the world for faith. Now, your agency is a Catholic agency, but the report that you've uh, prepared is to do with all faiths around the world. That is correct. Age of the Church in Need is um, a 70-year-old organisation. It's the largest Catholic international organisation focused on the suffering and persecuted church. And every second year, we produce this report, which is called the Religious Freedom in the World Report, which looks at correct not just Christian persecution, but the question of uh, persecution of all adherents of faith in all over, in all places all over. So, how many people of religious faith are living in persecution in our world? The report points out, interestingly, that 61% or three fifths of the world's population live in countries where religious freedom is is not respected and that 40 countries or 38 to be precise in our world um, really are countries that have been pointed to as having extreme discrimination or persecution of Christians so it's not an insignificant number it's a number that doesn't uh, shrink far it keeps growing unfortunately uh, but it's worth drawing attention to that and realizing that that's a serious situation in what's our our small global village we now live in. It's pretty amazing. Three-fifths of the world's population lives in countries where religious freedom is not respected where and where they're persecuted. Three-fifths. That's correct. I mean, it's staggering. Yeah, I mean, we can even, you know, we look to we look back to Christ and, you know, he says, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before. And it, it sort of tells this sad story of Christian persecution from, you know, the times of the, the lines in the Colosseum right through to now. And I think people think that Christian persecution might have existed just, you know, back in the early church, but it's a phenomenon that has certainly existed and, um, to this day. 70 million Christians have been martyred in the course of history, uh, right through the times, and the persecution we see now is greater than the persecution of the past. Well, draw a picture of the persecution of Christians at the moment. As I said, we know that 38 countries really suffer relig extreme religious freedom violations, 
Um, this report points out that two new countries have been added, Russia and Kyrgyzstan, because of their persecution of small religious minorities, small religious groups. Interestingly, um, a couple of countries, Syria and Iraq, have fallen off the list of this report, and people would know Syria and Iraq very much for the ISIS situation, um, and they were so bad a couple of years ago that the situation has got better. Christians have begun to return, so that situation's actually got better. But there's a couple of uh, different uh, aspects that have risen up. One is aggressive nationalism that's gone on, where especially in places like Pakistan and India, you see a very violent um, intimidation of religious minority groups. Mm. We've seen even in the West um, attacks in places like Barcelona and places like Paris, and the reports are called that a neighbourhood terrorism, where it's creating this fear even in places that have lived quite peacefully for many years. The report also talks, and I think you know your listeners will understand that, that in the eyes of, of Western governments and the media, religious freedom is really slipping down the human rights priority ranking. It's sort of been eclipsed by issues of gender and sexuality and race, and Western governments now are sort of almost illiterate to religion, so people sort of ignore that as something that's important. Yes, I wanted to pick up on that because, of course, we're having that exact argument here, that exact debate here in Australia at the moment in the context of the not-released Ruddock report following on from the marriage debate. You've just said that governments are, uh, I think you used the word illiterate, to the issue of religious freedom. How important is it that our Western governments actually stump up and say, no, we've got to, we've got to uphold this fundamental human right to observe freely and to act in accordance with our faith? Absolutely. I mean, even to take it back... You know, as Christians we, or people of faith, we can say, yes, God's created us in a, in a particular relationship to, to the divine, and so we have a relationship. But even to step back and look at, you know, the UN Convention in, uh, on Human Rights in 1948, where it gave everyone that right to freedom, thought, conscience, um, I think governments do have a, an obligation to look at the religious liberty because it remains the case that for the majority of people in the world, religion is a crucial and often a preeminent driving force. So governments, the Western governments and people in the West, ignore this at its own peril. We do live in this global village and cultural exchange has expanded massively through media and technology, mass migration, social mobility. So we don't have the option to ignore this. And I think the report is is trying to really point out to the world, to point out to those who listen that it goes on. It's not just a thing that's uh, in the past or some small um, aspect we could ignore. Our guest on Open House is Bernard Tutunji. He's National Director of the Aid to the Church in Need Australia and their biannual report just released Religious Freedom in the World. It's, we're thinking about Australia and other Western countries. It, it's not true that... It, it's not in any way true that we have the same level of religious persecution in this country as, say, our Christian brothers and sisters or, for that matter, brothers and sisters from other religions in other parts of the world. But... You seem to be drawing a line between those two. It, it, it's certainly evident that our sufferings are not the sufferings of um, you know the 38 nations the report highlights, but the report actually in its totality goes through 196 countries mm. and documents them all. And it is sec there is a section on Australia, uh, a few pages, which talks about different aspects that have come up in law and in the courts and in the society where religion has been um, shown a sort of light intolerance one might say and uh, you know the most recent aspect that came up I suppose many people would recall is the 
is the same-sex marriage debate. It was mentioned in the report as well. That, you know, several churches are desecrated with graffiti, um, bigots and crucify the no voters. So that sort of intolerance is something that, yes, it's not the intolerance that others experience, but it should be to us, I would say, a small red flag, hmm. which is where we're moving in a direction that's not a good direction, especially when we are a country that for so long has welcomed people from every continent and every nation. And if we continue to do that and live harmoniously, mm. we're going to have to um, respect the faith of all people. Well, our friends in the Jewish community have this idea of defamation. They say that anything along those lines is really part of the same spectrum uh, that leads to persecutions of the worst kind. Absolutely. You don't just wake up one day and decide to uh, destroy a church or execute a whole bunch of Christians or Muslims or Hindus. These things build up bit by bit by mm. bit over time. Mm. So it's something that, you know, we can't ignore the small inflexes where religion is um, is given the cold shoulder, I don't think. Now, having identified where some of the worst persecutions are and having issued this report card, I suppose, what does mm. your organisation, Aid to the Church in Need, uh, what does it then do with that information? Aid to the Church in Need began by simply telling the stories of suffering Christians. So our founder was a, a priest and after World War II, he began telling the stories of the Germans. Refugees had nowhere else to go. And so we feel it's an integral part of our work to, I suppose, at a most basic level, to tell the stories of those who suffer for faith. As an organisation, um, we conduct and we lead pro about 5,000 projects a year, which is the training of religious and the construction and reconstruction of churches, we do emergency assistance for Christian refugees, distribute Bibles. We do this sort of advocacy work in terms of working with where we can, government or um, international groups like the United Nations. We mm. do media support. So we take the report as, I suppose, a platform that allows us to enter into the public square as best we can. Opportunities like this to speak with you, Steve, and your listeners is what the report opens up for us mm. um, and allows us to get the word out, you know, that people are suffering for faith and even for Christians, you know, as brothers and sisters, we want to um, uh, show as much respect and love for them as we would if our own brother and sister absolutely had fallen right. ill. Oh, absolutely right. That's I feel as a Christian, I have an obligation to tell the story and to take action to preserve the human rights and dignity of all the people God made. And that includes everyone I can see and all of those I can't see as well. And I love that you're rolling absolutely. up your sleeves and, you know, helping rebuild things. You've also provided legal protection, I think, legal representation for people charged with uh, effectively anti-religious sort of offences. Yes, you, uh, many listeners would have heard the story of um, Asia Bibi. It's still in the media now. She's uh, been on death row for close to eight years. She has been granted freedom, but still in quite a tenuous position. So in Pakistan, her, her story is not the only story. And uh, Aid to the Church You Need as part of its projects, would provide uh, legal counsel for Christians who have been, or people of faith who have been accused of, of blasphemy under mm. Pakistan's quite harsh blasphemy laws. Mm. So we do try and, yes, yeah, support them in any way we can, and that really is the history of Age of the Church in Need, doing whatever we can to support persecuted and suffering Christians and people of faith. Well, I'm very glad that we've been able to tell part of your story tonight. Where do people go to find out more about your organisation and to read this report for themselves? Our website is aid2church.org, aid2church.org, uh, and our report is sitting on the front page there, the Religious Freedom in the World Report. They can also just simply search for that name, Religious Freedom in the World Report, and it'll come up and you can read it as a, as a document online or download it 
if you want a copy, we can simply post one to you as well. So it's not a problem, I hope, yeah. I invite your listeners to uh, read the parts that are of interest to them and learn more about uh, the situation of Christians and people of faith in the world. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you, Stephen. Bernard Tatunji, he's the National Director of Aid to the Church in Need here in Australia, uh, an international Catholic agency. Um, it is worth getting a hold of that report and, and reading through it. It'll open your eyes and... Um, well, apart from anything else, give you plenty to pray about. Bernard mentioned uh, that uh, case of uh, Asia Bibi, um, just as you've heard, released by the Supreme Court in Pakistan. Um, her immediate future is secure, but don't know what's going to happen to her next. So there's there's something there. But in just in the end of October, she was uh, sentenced in 2010 for insulting the Prophet Muhammad, which is a crime punishable by death. In the in Pakistan under their penal code, so part of their so-called blasphemy laws, and that charge was brought against her following an altercation with Muslim co-workers, who said that as a Christian, she had contaminated a water cup by drinking out of it. And she's proclaimed her innocence uh, over the last uh, what ten years, eight years, um, and. The uh, Supreme Court has ruled in her favour. Um, that's just one of the many stories where this organisation is helping and documented in their world report. Um, and as if to sort of underline that this is a, a very current everyday issue, just a few days ago, on the 21st of November, a, a priest, Father Cosmas Omboto Ondari, from Kenya, serving in Cameroon, was killed, standing outside his church with refugees, meeting those refugees, and soldiers entered the church compound at high speed in an army vehicle. They drove by, started shooting. Um, the refugees fled into the church. The priest was still outside and was fatally wounded. So that's our world. Um, something indeed to pray about. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.